Hello and welcome. It's time for Cenophiles, the world's greatest John Cena film reviews YouTube show slash Twitch slash podcast. I'm your co-host, Henry T. Casey, but this is not your normal average day. This is better than your normal average day. And though we're here to discuss the cinematic career of the Doctor of Thugonomics, the 16-time world champion, the best-selling author, the TV show host, and overall sentient meme machine himself, John Cena, we are not doing that alone, ladies and gentlemen. Today, Mike Andronico and myself are joined by the fantastic Cherie L. Smith, the editor-in-chief of Laptop Mag, and co-founder and mentor at Platform Agnostic. And as we did in our first episode... We're going to ask you a question. How did you start off with John Cena, especially in his extracurricular activities? Where have you seen and what have you thought of Mr. Cena? Well, I think I started with John Cena as any wrestling fan should with WWE when he came out with that heavy uh, chain, those whack raps who, uh, you know, laughs on me. His album is now platinum. <laughs> But other than that, like his awesome wrestling career and watched him expand into so many other mediums. And it's been a blast to watch. Uh, we're really happy to have you here, Cherie. Um, we've worked with Cherie and alongside Cherie for many years. We're not going to name how many because. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it, it's a pleasantry to all of us. Um, time makes fools out of us all. But um, we are here to talk about Scooby-Doo, a WrestleMania mystery. Uh, but this is the fifth movie, and because it's the fifth movie, that means it has a history alongside of it. And for the Wikipedia corner, let's check in with one Michael Andronica. Thank you, Henry. As usual, uh, I'm here to give you the lowdown on this film according to the completely accurate stats and historical data on wikipedia.org. So yeah, they're really, uh, like with The Reunion, there isn't a ton of info about this film to be gleaned around the interwebs. This was a straight-to-DVD release, straight-to-video release, uh, so no box office to really talk about. As, in terms of critical reception, the only thing Wikipedia mentions is a 5 out of 10 review that IGN gave the movie, which is objectively incorrect. Uh, this movie is way better than a 5 out of 10, which we'll get into. Um, but not much to talk about in terms of, uh, you know, critical or commercial success. But this is part of a franchise of Scooby-Doo WWE movies. Fun little tidbit, there is a sequel to this movie, not starring John Cena, called Scooby-Doo and WWE Curse of the Speed Demon. And Hulk Hogan was originally set to star in it. Uh, but of course, this was 2015, around the time that WWE terminated their contract with Hulk Hogan. We all know why. Uh, so I believe he was cut out, but the movie did still come out uh, in 2016. So... There's a little, there's a little bit of history for you in terms of the Scooby-Doo WWE movie franchise. And this also is the last uh, WWE Hanna-Barbera joint. Uh, next time on Cena Files, we will be discussing, I believe, a Jetsons WWE. No, no, sorry, a Flintstones WWE crossover. And there's also a Jetsons one, but again, there's not much scene. I don't think there's any scene in that, so we're not. It's it's not for us. But um, let's start as we always do with. Um, I gotta say. My favorite WWE Films logo to date. This was very much it knows what it's doing. This is over the top and corny. And I think that's why, like, if we go to the Roger Ebert movie review school, you grade the movie on what it is and what it knows it is and what it's trying to be. This isn't trying to be Citizen Kane. Maybe that's why IGN gave it a five. Um, but no, it's this was fun and having fun. And it's 
But Mike, where do we go after the logo? Well, after the logo, um, it, we are we start our journey to WWE City. That's right. In the world of this film, there is a WWE City, an entire metropolis devoted to worldwide uh, world wrestling entertainment. And the first person we see, of course, is the big red machine himself, Kane, ominously walking into the city. There's a big animated sign, animatronic sign of Triple H going, welcome to WWE City, blah, blah, blah. Um, so Kane's brooding around, and then uh, he runs into one Michael Mizanin, a.k.a. The Miz, who's just enjoying some tunes, listening to his own theme music in his headphones, saying, who's awesome, I'm awesome, hyping himself up, living his best life. Runs into Kane. Uh, I believe Kane chokes him at one point and keeps going. <laughs> and uh, uh, th eventually, uh, you know, just when things seem like they're gonna to die, gonna die down, uh, Miz gets attacked by a very ominous, scary-looking bear knocked into his heart boxers, down to his skivvies, uh, and that's what kicks off this very strange cartoon adventure in the world of Scooby-Doo. And I'm pretty sure it happened to Miz at some point. Like, the thing about this movie is all of the characters are played for who they are. Like, it's really on point. Um, the Triple H sign says his own catchphrase, I think. It's just that good. Um, yes. but I think this is just Orlando. This is just the performance center, right? Like, I think that's what WWE City Orlando. is. Like, and we'll see, speaking of performance center, well, yeah, there's a lot more performance center in this film. Yeah. Um, so Miz says not the face, not the face, but then Miz gets scratched on his face and then we cut to, uh, well, the Miz was really, really unfortunately knocked down and it's really weird because at that point I'm like, huh, what is this movie going to be? And mm -hmm. then you get t giant title cards, Scooby, Shaggy, Fred, Daphne, Velma, John Cena, Kane and Sin. Wait. Why is Sin Cara on the? Well, why is Kane the same? Let's let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about the the roster, the cast of characters, the cast of this film. Um, granted, it's 2014. I wasn't watching WWE really back then, but yeah. So the the leading cast, aside from of course the cast of Scooby Doo, we've got John Cena, Sin Cara, uh, Alberto Del Rio, AJ Lee, Triple H, of course Mr. McMahon, Sergeant Slaughter. Rodus um, Clay and Santino, Michael yeah. Cole, Mr. Uh, McMahon. And yep. oh, don't, Jared King Lawler was in there, yep. and so was Jimmy yep. Hart. Jimmy Hart, yep. They play a so, pivotal role at the end. They they show up and do more work than either of them have has done in real life in a very long time. Um, but Sheree, what did when you start this movie? You're like, did you were you feeling it? How, how did you respond to this opening cavalcade of? Um, insanity well this is my second time watching it because i am a huge adult adult for life and i i watch cartoons like this all the time so like when you said this i'm like this sounds vaguely familiar then when i queued up i'm like oh i remember this <laughs> um i'm watching it again uh god i guess this is since i since it first came out um it's weird it's like such a a nostalgia bomb but it's also like oh dear god the writing on this i like i just like it's one of those movies where you have to turn your brain off and just let it go <laughs> yeah and that's exactly yeah. the truth because um we jump to um shaggy and scooby playing video games 
and they're not using controllers. And this is where I don't turn my brain off because I'm looking yep. around the room for a connect or something that could have <laughs> motion controls. That's literally my notes. Yeah, th this movie has an incredible interpretation of what a video game is. Uh, and I also said there must have been a connect in my notes because, yeah, Shaggy and Scooby uh, are playing some sort of wrestling video game, but it's this hybrid of real life role play. <laughs> And on-screen video gaming because you got Shaggy dressed as John Cena, Scooby Doo dressed as Sin Cara, which is Man, a sentence a sentence I never thought I'd say. And they're basically wrestling in their living room, and what they're doing in real life is translating to the game, which is well ahead of anything we even have now. Well, it's um, Dance Dance Revolution meets like motion capture. Yeah, maybe the maybe the PS6 will have this level of uh, immersion, but. Yeah, so so they're uh, they're playing this wrestling video game, and I believe I forget who gets the pin. Scooby gets the pin. Yeah, what happens? What happens? Not just Scooby, Scooby gets does gets Scooby doesn't just get the pin. Sin Cara pins John Cena in this game, and yes. I am rarely gonna argue about kayfabe in this movie. But no, not in my lifetime or anybody else's lifetime is that sentence ever gonna become true. Um, at least John Cena didn't tap out. That would be the most egregious thing that they could do. Yes. But they get a perfect score, and it unlocks a message from Vince McMahon. Um, bef but before that, they are challenged by the game to do the victory dance. So, again, going back into this magical connect that may or may not exist in this uh, world, uh, Scooby does Sin Cara's very, very... Uh, hard to do and highly technical uh victory dance and gets a perfect score which unlocks this uh wwe version of willy wonka's chocolate factory golden ticket announcement and um yeah i, I it, it was something to see i'm like i don't remember sinkara being this like while he is very mobile i don't remember him being this mobile he I didn't not dance victory dance uh, well, I mean, but needless to say, I guess they had to let him do something because he does not talk in this movie. He is basically snake eyes, and I just don't get it. Or like Harpo Marks. Like, there's a gimmick going yeah. on here that's pretty high up. I just love the idea of, like, you're playing a wrestling video game so well that Vince McMahon shows up on your screen <laughs> and invites you to WrestleMania. It says you're winning, or, you, or invites you to WWE City um, for, for WrestleMania weekend. And, uh, so yeah, so that's, that sets us up for the next scene. So they, they went a trip to WWE City, and now, now the gang's all together. So Shaggy, Scooby, Fred, Daphne, Velma, they're all at the diner, hanging out, doing what they do. Shaggy's telling the whole gang about it, and they're not really, the rest of the crew is not very into this idea. That what, what I appreciate about this is that... For once, Shaggy and Scooby get to get some uh, get some reparations for everything that they've gone through. Because immediately the gang is like, no, we're not doing this. And they're like, the hell you are. And they come out with receipts. Receipts. Just pictures and stacks and stacks of pictures of the horrible things they've had to do as bait. One of them, they shave poor Scooby naked. So which Scooby is like, the hair hasn't grown back in some places. And apparently somebody tried to milk Scooby at one time. Like bruh bruh so like i i appreciate that shag and scoob stood up for themselves this one time and daphne and fred weren't that judgmental but no sorry velma and fred weren't that judgmental at first but daphne went full caitlin mcgarry for those of you who know <laughs> and was completely like side-eyeing the crap out of them really but 
she goes, after they, Shaggy and Scooby, plead their case, okay, we'll go to WrestleMania, which I could just hear, like, three people I know um, saying that out loud, Caitlin being one of them, but then they're off, and if you're going to travel with Shaggy and Scooby, what would you not rely on them to do? Pack the luggage. You're right, Shriek. Unlike you, Daphne, Fred, and Velma don't make that mistake. Don't make that, uh, don't think that far ahead. And Shaggy and Scooby only brought food. And of it's course. like. And being, being the stoners they are, which. Oh, this brings up an interesting point. I put a survey out on Twitter yesterday to see what people thought a Scooby snack actually is. Um, the, the results, the quest, the options were vanilla wafers, dog food, edibles, or cookies. Of course, edibles won with 63% of the vote. Um, I mean... All food food is edible. You can eat it. Yes, but I I used a capital E, Mike. Nobody... You could... um... I'm not not familiar, but anyway, so... (laughs) So, yeah, so... They, of course, Scooby Chaggy only packs snacks. There's some great self-aware humor in there. They're like, oh, well, we all wear the same outfits every day anyway, which is a very fourth wall. Like, yeah, you, it, there's a great shot of, like, Velma sniffing her sweater. Um, so they're on this trip to WWE City. No luggage. Lots of food, though. Uh, we get to WC, We see the, the, the destroyed Triple H sign. Uh, then they get into a bit of an accident because there's a raccoon, and they swerve over it, and now they're on the side of the road. So we've already gotten swerved once in this movie, and we're going to get swerved again. Um, But then we meet our new characters. First of all, the man driving the car. His name is Cookie. Um, John Cena, of course, is the one who introduces Cookie, because John Cena just happens to be running alongside a truck at God knows when at night. Um, And Cookie's nephew is Ruben. Uh, Cookie's got a leg brace on that looks very Stone Cold Steve Austin during the Attitude Era. Ruben is a... uh, Big meaty man who probably is looking to slap meat, and um, meat to meat, meat it, to meat. And Ruben greets the gang with a very friendly hi, and um, it seems like everything is gonna go wrong because Daphne's worried and she goes, "What is he gonna do?" Because she's looking at every like, "What is John Cena gonna do? He's pull our car out of the ditch?" And Mike, and what? John Cena does exactly that. He pulls, but he does it in the most thirst trappiest fashion ever because he's jogging and he has this uh, hoodie on. And um, yeah, he takes it off real slow. The camera pans up and to Daphne's delight and the moon comes out and it beams down on John's rippling muscles as he indeed pulls the mystery machine out of the ditch. And he's glistening yeah, with like sweat and or baby oil, like Randy Orton, practically. <laughs> and I love, I love that they're they're so Daphne's having her own fantasy. You see, like her and John, like together in in her thought bubble. And then Shaggy and Scooby are having their own fantasy, where they're just hanging out with John Cena and they're just as jacked as him, which is an incredible moment. Um, oh, they're yeah, on so... a mountain of burgers. I freeze framed yeah. it. Their their dream is a mountain of burgers, and Daphne is like wrapping her arm around John's leg, and it's a volcano behind them. Pure, um, what whatever you want to call it, rom- rom- romantic novel cover. Um, and then Daphne says one of my favorite lines in the entire movie. I didn't know WWE superstars were so hot, strong. I mean, strong. <laughs> I love sure, it. you did. Of course, one of many moments where Daphne is a uh, you know ca- caught off guard by John Cena. Who would it be? As as we would be too. Um, then a bunch of stuff happens. And Sco- Scooby ends up chasing the raccoon into the woods, 
And I think that's how uh, Shaggy and Scoob get separated from the group. Uh, and they run into this old man. I don't know if we ever get his name. Bayard. B-A-Y-A-R-D. Yes. But it doesn't really matter. I think um, he just feels like the ghost of Jake the Snake Roberts to me. <laughs> yeah, they just had a good dark side of the ring on that guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Bayard's there. He's the old, the old kind of cynical old man with his shotgun. And he's very upset. Uh, he, apparently, according to him, there is a beast named WWE City. <laughs> that's eating up their land um that's what he thinks the beast is uh something's going wrong something's destroying the nature he's not happy about it and then it's it's very um well they just go into we city right yeah yeah john offers them vip seats at their live event at a house show but it's also you see a bunch of different buildings in a. In a yes. I I broke down as many as I could. Hotel Sleeper Hold, Hotel WWE Superstar, Three Star Best Wrestler Hotel, The Tap Out Diner, Royal Rumble Ribs, Mister McMahon Waffle House, and Tombstone Tacos, which has the Undertaker's hat on top of it. That's Tombstone Tacos, definitely my favorite of those. I wouldn't associate Mister McMahon with a Waffle House. That seems really weird to me. Like. I do. If you've ever been to a wife Waffle House, like uh, poorly paid employees f- p- p- um, churning out a product that everyone loves but maybe shouldn't because the workers are being exploited a teeny tiny bit. No, that's accurate. Oh, yeah. I actually, you just remind me. I, I mean, I knew I went to a Waffle House, but you're right. It does fit all in. I went when I was at Bonner. It was, I hitchhiked that weekend. It was weird. Um, but we get to the WWE Arena now. And it's basically what I think how the WWE sees the Thunderdome. Like, it's a very (laughs) glistening, polished, shiny, but with a bunch of fans who are really active. And, like, there are these three guys who jump up and down with WWE painted on their chests. And we meet a bunch of superstars, including Brodus Clay. And then a close-up on Santino's ass. And he's walking (laughs) around and does the Cobra thing, but doesn't yell Cobra. And I'm just like, huh? And Triple H growls. And did anybody catch who AJ Lee was beating up? Because AJ Lee. I just thought it was some jobber. Because it, I, yeah. it was a jobber who looked like they were in Chun Li gear. Like, I was just looking, I was staring, like, that's supposed to be. What? But it, it looks like we're about to get Sitting Car versus John Cena again. But no, they're tag team against The Big Show and Alberto Del Rio. Um, because yeah, this is a WWE live most, show. That's the most a... random, just, just random select in 2k rub your face against the controller. Who do you get? Um, I love some little moments. I love here. I love how Cena throws his hat to a little kid on his way to the crowd. It just lands on the kid's head. Very John Cena. I also love that throughout all this. So we meet all the superstars. Michael Cole is the lone commentator. So he's holding it down solo. No partner. This was pre Corey Graves, pre Pat McAfee. Um, and I loved his lines felt so canned as if they were pulling like his 2k commentary out. That's why I had my notes. I had that. <laughs> Literally sounds like 2k commentary is great. But it's like, it's just weird 2k commentary as well, because like when it, when it, it, it it's okay. So Michael Cole's table gets broken. Of course it's a table spot, <laughs> but then the big show comes back with an actual picnic table as a weapon. That was incredible. Yeah, that was the highlight of that match for me. Um, definitely, I don't think that's ever happened in a proper WWE match. But And I don't know where he got it, but show does indeed whack John Cena pretty hard with a picnic with a picnic table. 
Uh, it's <laughs> Velma makes a comment about. It. She's like, I don't see anything in the rules about the use of furniture, which I thought was great. I want to know where Velma found the rule book. Like, did she like order the PDF off of Amazon or something? Like, how? But um, and then she, but Fred goes, "It's a show, Velma," which is basically saying, "You mark." But um, <laughs> then we get Daphne, the extremely horny element of the movie. For those who remember previous editions, the role of Luli tonight will be played by Daphne. And then she's cheerleading John Cena from the front row, and Cena wins. LOL. Yeah, I believe he hits a off the top. He hits an attitude adjustment off the top rope. Yes. And Cole is just commentating on the floor because his table's gone. And then enter Mr. McMahon at a house show. Let's. Um. Okay. Um. I'll let it go. But the WWE spear belt comes down from the rafters in what looks to be Magneto's prison from X Men movies, like. <laughs> I, and Vince says the first lie of the movie. The belt represents hus The belt represents honor, respect, hard work, and dedication. The very soul of the WWE. Ah, uh-uh. um, not lately, at least. Um, this was this was before a lot of layoffs. So uh, there are some layoffs <laughs> that are adjacent to this movie, and we'll get to those yeah. later. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But it turns out the cane that we saw earlier may have been Champ, but his match was overturned. So now. As has happened in WWE history, Vacant is the WWE champ. Our favorite champion, Vacant, is back holding the belt. <laughs> and um, this turned out to be a house show right before WrestleMania. And at some point, Daphne got John Cena's phone number when she gave him her email address, probably her social security, probably her mother's maiden name. Um, and then Sankara has a convertible. Mike? Yep. Sheree, can, can either of you explain this to me? Like, I think, honestly, I think it's part of that tie into that Wacky Racers movie we're talking about. Because it's a muscle car, but it's also a convert, like, it, but it's like a really tricked out muscle car. It's his pride and joy. Uh, he's giving the kids a ride um, as he's giving them a ride to where they're going to be staying. Uh, you see Sergeant Slaughter um, jogging with a couple of stars. And um, Scoob and Shaggy are, of course, uh, starstruck. Uh, they see Jerry the King Lawler with Jimmy Hart. And none of these people have lines. They're just there to just, hey, if you didn't know this is a WWE movie, it's a WWE movie. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of a lot of a lot of name name drops, a lot of, hey, I know that superstar. I know that superstar. I love that the so again, as we alluded to before, this is basically the performance center. It's where all the superstars are training. I love that the training ring has the SmackDown fist which I guess was still a thing in 2014. I don't know. I wasn't around then. Uh, but Triple H is just beating up some jobber there, and they get to meet him. And, uh, yeah, it's a wholesome scene. We find out that Ruben is upset because Cookie won't let him train. He's worried about uh, Ruben becoming hurt the way that he has. So some important character development that will come into play later. And he he pushes because uh, Ruben's nickname is Ruby for some reason. Um, it's like computers. You're a computer genius. Focus on that. And this uh, Ruby, the big hulk of a man that he is, is like I don't want to do that shit. I want to wrestle. And he's got he's like a jack dude. Like Ruben is also like very likable and like affable and a little over enthusiastic that we'll see later. Um, and Ruben, um, at this point, is also wrestling Triple H, and he reverses him, and Triple H is like, good job. Good job, Ruben. And, um, but 
and Cookie doesn't seem too happy about it. And then we find out that the gang, the Scooby gang, is staying in the cabins, which kind of look like jails. The aesthetic oh, here man. is very. Mm, um, you, think, you would think they'd have better accommodations in Orlando. Um, it's Orlando. From the Twitch streams that uh, from no no from the Uno live streams that Up Up Down Down has, I'm pretty sure Tyler Breeze has a pretty great house, but I'm not sure about the rest of them. But um, the thing is, um, Velma is analyzing why Ruben is so likable, and she breaks down his character and his motivation. And I think Velma can tell what makes a good babyface better than WWE can lately. Um, so I'm pretty impressed by that. Uh, but Fred says, maybe WWE is something you can't scientifically explain. And I think they're onto something there. But um, Scooby and Shaggy are really happy because there's all-you-can-eat food. And they just talk, and, just, and maybe that's just a joke about catering. But we're, we cut to nighttime. Fred's on the couch asleep. But Scooby has a nightmare. What's up with Scooby's nightmare? Uh, so Scooby sees this blue, this light flashing, and he goes to check it out. And like we just see his pupils dilate as much as you can in a um a Hanna Barbera film or any animation because they rarely have anything but black dots for eyes. <laughs> um, and um everything goes kind of dark for Scooby. And next thing we see him, um it's morning, and um. This the, the the head of security. This this rigid lady named Denise Richards uh, comes in and accuses Scoob of stealing the precious, precious uh, WWE Championship belt, which is made of gold and precious, precious diamond. I mean, huge if true. Um, but Scooby cuts a promo in his dream. He's fighting monsters that are food. It's all I sorts love of that. weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the soda, he, soda and pizza and hot dogs all become wrestlers in Scooby's dream. And he's like, it's all sorts of weird. And like, he's biting the giant sandwich being. And then when he wakes up, he's actually fighting the bear. And that just reminded me of the clerks, the animated show. Who's driving the car? Bear is driving the car kind of moment. Like, <laughs> yep. and at some point, Miz is there in his like, and we realize that Miz is still in, like a full body he's, cast, he's and he goes, up, "Really, yeah. really?" And of course, this is the moment where I just start laughing, and I can't stop laughing because the wrestlers all show up to save Scooby and Shaggy, but they're all in their gear still. Like, they're I guess the animators didn't want to create new outfits or something because I mean, okay, Cena. That's a shoot. They stay wrestlers stay in their gear. 24/7. Okay, with Triple H, I get it because those are basically underwear. Those are basically his <laughs> man panties. But like, <laughs> the, the bear basically squashes Triple H and Brodus Clay, Sin and destroys Sin Cara's car. We can assume he cries, but Sin Cara is a mute in this movie, as we've said. Mm. Um, and then Cookie, um, after the bear is like basically wished the bear leaves. Cookie argues that the monster has returned from the grave and its name is Vicious the Ghost Bear. And, of course, Fred never saw danger he didn't want to get in trouble with. Says, this sounds like a mystery we gotta solve. Yep, and the end, we also see kind of Kane lurking in the shadows, so something's up. Like, I I kept thinking, okay, Kane's gonna know what's going on, he's gonna reveal it. Spoiler, he doesn't. Kane's a selfish SOB, whatever. Um, but then we found out there's a history of bear attacks. They even attacked the WWE video game studio, which explains mm-hmm. the quality of WWE 2K20. Um, <laughs> but 
Cookie says it's a ghost bear. And somebody, I, I think it was probably Fred or Velma, says, let's try to remain calm because they're trying to bring logic to it all. And Cena offers his help. And Daphne's like, yes, and jumps to the front of the line. <laughs> yep, yep. And then so yeah. Cena's like, I know somebody who can help us. And he brings him to the roof to meet up with Sin Cara. How does that go? And, and I mean, dramatically, because they, they, it's Shaggy, it's, they, the gang immediately asks, why, why are we doing this on the roof at sunset? To which John Cena replies, because Sin Cara is, likes drama. He likes dramatics. And at which point, uh, like Sin Cara is supposed to be relaying relaying the the legend of the Ghost Bear to everyone, giving us some nice nice exposition. But since he is mute, since he is mute, John Cena says that I luckily I speak Luchador, Mass Luchador. Yep. He says, yep. and I will interpret as to best of my ability. Which Sin Cara then leaps into interpretive dots. And we get the legend of the ghost bear, who apparently was a real life bear uh, in a traveling circus that was uh, taking on all challengers until Sinkara Grande, uh, Sinkara's great great grandfather, defeated the bear. And to which the bear, being a sore loser, went on a rampage, only to be stopped by Sinkara Grande, but not before he incurred a career-ending rest um, injury. He bit him on the leg, and I, I saw that f- the image of it happen, and immediately I thought, wait, is Cookie actually Sinkara Grande? Because, yeah. like, Cookie's leg injury is the same spot, but... Yeah, it feels like, it feels like something's up with Cookie, but... but um, and then John Cena says, Sincara believes the spirit of the beast has been stirred by WrestleMania itself. Which I believe that's why Brock Lesnar keeps coming back for money. Um, <laughs> and then we go back to the diner where Triple H, oh. AJ, Brodus Clay, and The Miz are all dining together for the first and last time ever in history. And yes. Triple H, I believe in a reference to DX and how they used to have spray ketchup and mustard at people when Hornswoggle was with them. Triple H sprays his plate with both condiments and then it, all the condiments rip up in the air. So is he just obsessed with having things like froth around in the air? Like yes. the spit and that? Okay, choice of phrasing, yeah. yeah all right. so it's all about the burgers and how you eat them. But yeah, so our WWE crew, you know, Triple H wants his revenge. He wants to go find the bear. Miz is still very injured. He's like, I don't know about this guy. This guy's... Shaggy and Scooby are walking around with towers of pizza boxes. They just got... And then John Cena makes a comment like, that's a lot of pizza. They're like, oh, this is just a late night snack. Again, the two biggest stoners in, in, the, in the cartoon universe. John Cena makes a great comment like, oh, if your guy's appetites were, was as big as your... Henry, you probably will know it better than I do. No, 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 you have it. I don't have it written down, but I remembered it. I'm like, please, somebody have written it. <laughs> appetites was as good as your wrestling skills like you'd be you'd be pros by now something along those lines if your appetites were as big as your muscles i think might be it but yeah yeah. yeah. um but then scooby has an oh no i think i learned my dietary habits from scooby and shaggy because later in the house um shaggy says to fred the faster we eat the faster we'll fall asleep and then you see shaggy and scooby Pot-bellied and snoring, and I'm just like, okay, that was me pot yesterday. Is, pot-bellied is accurate, yeah. Um, and then we get another Scooby dream where he's staring at the moon. This one's a mm-hmm. little less dramatic, I think. But then the WWE cops 
No, sadly, mm-hmm. this is too early for the fashion police. They just have WWE badges, show yep. up with Miss Richards, <laughs> and she says Scooby stole the belt. And yeah. lo and behold, the belt's around Scooby's waist, and he tries it's... to cover up. What? What? And there's, and there's, and there's security footage that shows Scooby uh, stealing the belt, but, of course... Our magical mystery crew. These are these are pro detectives. They know something's up. They know Scooby's been framed, so they figured out what actually happened. He was somehow hypnotically programmed to steal the belt. Ruben says that somehow the video game hypnotized him and did it. Uh, which again, this movie's interpretation of how video games works is very funny. But pin, bookmark that one fact because it will come into play later. Um, but yeah, so he stole the belt. According, you know, according to WWE, Scooby stole the belt, so him and Shaggy are going to WWE jail. But fortunately, there's a clause here. WWE City Law says that anyone accused of a crime can compete in the ring to win their freedom. Um, but, you know, much much like in real life, you want to get out, you get in the ring. Um, Unless you so, actually want to be released from your contract with WWE, yes. and then you never go in the ring. That's a different story. There's, there's no getting out, but I, I believe it's, uh, it, I think it was Vince who says, I have the power to give you that chance. And fortunately, I happen to have a wrestler who's looking for a match. And uh, who would that wrestler be, guys? It's gotta be Kane! It is the Big Red Monster himself, Mr. Tegan Knox, Glenn <laughs> Jacobs, Kane himself. So there you go. The old Vince McMahon screw job. Yep. I mean, it was almost Teddy Long-esque. It's like one-on-one with Kane, not The Undertaker. Kane? Okay. But, yeah, it's... And then it's... uh, But then, like, they're watching the video, and, like, at one point, Brodus Clay looks at the videotape because um, Velma casts with her tablet... She mag- she has somehow hacked into the WWE Titantron, and she can cast the video to the big screen. And Brodus Clay goes, oh, thank you, Mike, for the sub. Um, Brodus goes, that's a Funkodactyl move. And it's like, yes, uh, Cameron and <laughs> Naomi should have been in this movie and not you, Brodus. Um, but Velma, fi- and then, like, Vince says, I'm a guy who likes to look at the facts. Again... That's also a lie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, ask Alistair Black, Tommy and Tommy F and Ed. But um, Kane says, I want another shot of the title. It looks like I got to go through you two to get it. I accept the challenge. And I'm just wondering in what universe is fighting a scraggly lean stoner and his dog, a number one contenders match for a title. This fight Dudley. This is WWE. We've seen we've Jack, seen crazier Jack, things. Jack Gallagher, that that one, the dude with one leg. I was gonna get Zach Gowan and Zach Gowan. Yeah. Dear God, thank you. No, no, uh, the other one. Yeah, it's very uh, it's very fun. This um, all this it's entertaining. But Cookie decides he wants to help train them, except that he doesn't. AJ Lee just trains them. In um, a little bit of backstory here, she does the flirting and then angry within multiple seconds of each other gimmick, which was later revealed to possibly be a rib about her actual bipolar condition. Um, oh. Or at least something that oh, she was... No. AJ was never comfortable with this because of her um, mental health. Um, her book, Super, um, Crazy is My Superpower, because on WWE TV, AJ Lee's, she's crazy. And it was definitely that whole WWE women be crazy nonsense. And right. AJ Lee says, never underestimate a diva. 
And this is what I remembered that AJ Lee's song still slaps. AJ Lee's this is, theme... this is this is when I remember that WWE used to call their women wrestlers divas. divas. <laughs> AJ Lee wore that belt for a very long amount of time. Um, I I once told a kid at WrestleMania 30 that AJ was going to win the battle royal. She had no chance to. He didn't believe me, and she did. Um, so I'm smarter than a fifth grader. But um, while this is all happening, um, AJ, sorry, Ruben is angry, or at least he's upset. He talks to Daphne because mm-hmm. my dad's never he doesn't want to train me, but he's helping them. And yeah, he's. We learn about Ruben a little bit more here. Uh, Mike, what is Ruben's gimmick? Uh, so he has an incredible gimmick. He goes by the Bone Bender, and he's a very DIY wrestler. He's not going to wait for WWE to sign him. He he built his own gear. He put his own costume together using real bones that he ordered off the internet. Which I don't know. I don't know if Wish was around yet, but <laughs> I would assume that's probably where he went. And when he says "wanna see" to Velma, uh, to Daphne, she has no interest in seeing not very, his not real bone, his real bones and spandex. And then uh, Shaggy says, "AJ is like Kane with lipstick," and I'm pretty sure that they were in they were in storyline maybe at date at one point. So that's a weird yeah. callback. Um, but then it's ghost hunting time, except mm-hmm. Bayard is watching from above. Um, narratively to throw us off the trail, but he's got a shotgun. He basically tries to shoot, murder them by uh, shooting boulders that tr- uh, follow our heroes. Yes. So now there's now there's a bit of an avalanche. Boulders are falling everywhere. Um, Scooby Doo's staying afloat by running on one classic cartoon fashion. And here, my friends, is where we get to my absolute favorite part of this movie because just when it looks like the boulder is about to hit our heroes. Who comes and stops it? It's John Cena! Oh my god! It's yeah, And it's and and he's accompanied by his theme song. So you literally see John Cena grab a boulder and you just hear burr, 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 burr. like I I loved this the first time I watched this movie. I I popped the second time through. It was amazing. In fact, it wasn't just amazing. It was seen amazing, according to uh one of the I forget who even says it. Either Daphne it was, or Velma. It was probably Daphne's thirsty yep, butt. Yep, yep. And then Cena like goes Sisyphus, and he just basically stops a boulder in its tracks by grabbing it because he is the man who moves uh, rocks, or at least at that one WrestleMania he was. Um, but the gang discovers before the gang discovers the Ghost Bear's lair. Bayard w- mutters, "Those dummies walked into a trap that's better than any I could make." But before we go any further, let's let's go back to Daphne's thirstiness. Um, oh yeah, Fred, Fred is being the ultimate hater, and rightfully so. Fred has been with Daphne for God knows how long, and she is just she is risking it all. So Fred is like, "How did he even know that we were out here?" She's like, "Oh, I I texted him, like before we left." And yeah, so she is just in the she is in it to win it with John. I don't. No one knows how John feels about her. He's just riding it out, and uh, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was. Well, she wishes she was riding it out, but uh. thirst saves lives. Okay, um, that's what we learned here. Thirst saves lives, and we discover the ghost bear's lair, um, and Daphne finds some books on hypnosis, and then John Cena again with dialogue that only John Cena could say. Mike, I, I can see a look in your eyes. You want this one? Oh God! So this is. 
Is this John Cena explaining the EMP? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Hey, hey, gang, check this out. It's schematics of an EMP. An EMP is an electromagnetic pulse. So, I mean... Hearing him, yeah, hearing John Cena break down an EMP is pretty incredible. He's and, not all muscle. He's got plenty of brains to match that brawn. He's learned, uh, I mean, RIP. Uh, um, but then on a calendar, we actually see the letters RIP. Because somebody on WrestleMania wrote RIP WWE on WrestleMania Sunday and circled it with a red marker. And then out of nowhere, Vicious the Bear is here and knocks Cena into the cave wall. To which everybody runs and leaves Cena to die with the bear? Yes, oh, sorry. And sorry to interrupt. It's John Cena says, someone thinks they can lock, knock the lights out on Mania? Not on my watch. And, and then the bear attack happens. Continue. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's not just that. This is the... Okay, that was WWE foreshadowing WrestleMania 2020. They're going to foreshadow yes. WrestleMania 2021 later on in the movie. Oh, yep, yep, yep. But, um, so Fred blinds Vicious by taking a flash photograph because while Daphne's horny for John Cena, Fred really, really likes his camera that he just got, which has like a night vision mode and everything. He's, he's a gadget freak. He's like a couple of boomers, I know. Um, but then... He's like Fred fires a canister at Vicious because Fred is a that's how experienced they are with fighting monsters. Fred knows how to like purposely aim and sh fire like a gas canister. But then the evidence gets destroyed that could have valid um, redeemed Scooby and Shaggy. But before we know it, we're back in the same room as John. So, yeah, they left him there. Um, and then the evidence goes and then everything starts flooding. And while Daphne. Fred and Velma float away on one of the tables from the lair. Daphne goes, or Velma goes, where are the boys? And out flies into the air on like a 45 degree angle. Shaggy and Scooby. And Shaggy's hands are wrapped around, yes, John Cena. Uh, because Shaggy is now doing something that Daphne very much wants to do. Riding John Cena. Um, and... Uh, Cena is snoring in the moment, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's me. I, I feel I feel seen right now, even though you can't see him." Um, and then during this all fall, like it's a very weird slow motion. The bear is jumping in, um, at them, and he breaks Fred's camera again. More evidence destroyed. Um, yep. And then they fall out of the gorge, and Cena wakes up once they fall, and he throws the bear. When they're fighting, Daphne takes a photo of it on her cell phone because she can't not capture John's brilliance. Yep. And then, even in, even in the even in the face of death. Yep. And then, and she and she yells out "epic" as she get, gets the photo, and to which Freddie is in the back, mean mugging, just mean mugging, hate. And it's it is what it is, I guess, Fred. Okay, um, just just to pause here, so I'm, like I'm not the biggest uh, Scooby Doo buff, so. Fred and Daphne are generally canonically dating, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, so that, okay. okay. That, that 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 definitely uh, yeah that 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 definitely explains why you know Fred's so upset all the time. I didn't know if it was just kind of an on and off kind of thing, a friends with benefits kind of thing. I or had they were no like... idea. I thought I always thought Fred was kind of ace. Nah, they they're kind of together. Like okay. they're like there's another one. I think it's Scooby Doo Mystery Inc. Um, where uh. Something happened. They lost the the team. The gang lost, and evil won. And 
Daphne is dating some movie star, and Fred, I guess, went off on one of his paranoid gadget freak things and broke up the gang. And like, he's outside of this restaurant watching Daphne eat with this handsome movie star. And they come out, and he reaches out to her, and she's and the dude's like, "Babe, do you know this guy?" She's like, "No, he's just some bum." It's clearly Fred. Damn. She clearly sees it's Fred, and wow. she just steps over him like, like bum, stay in your bum ass place. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I must have clicked the wrong link because the last Scooby Doo movie I watched is very different story wise. Like, it's a series. Like I'll, I'll share it with you. Mystery Inc. is actually a very good Scooby Doo series, as is Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo and a few others that are near and dear to my heart. I only watched like the special guest Scooby. I think I mostly watched like the those like oh the Harlem Globetrotters are here this week. Oh Don Knotts yeah. is here this week. That yeah, was that's... my very entry level Scooby Doo. Oh, like, there's yeah, the the, the Monday Night there's, Raw there's... of Scooby Doo. They were like, I think they were like an hour long each, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, like the Scooby Doo with friends, but like, uh, uh, there are a bunch of really good series, like series in the Scooby Doo line that are worth watching. Uh, especially, um, what's new Scooby Doo? Not what's new Scooby Doo. The one with their kids. I can't even remember it right now, but like tons. But this, that, that one is my favorite. She just stepped over my man's like, mm, you're filthy. That's so, so I have to ask. History. Yeah, I have to ask Sheree. Um, sca- um, Scrappy, yes or no? Uh, there is a series where it's just Scooby, um, Scrappy, and Shaggy. Uh, I guess I I, I like I I prefer Scooby Scooby Dumb than um than Scrappy. I guess, and maybe Scooby Dooby D. There's a bunch of them. Like Scoob- Scoobert. So the the Dudleys, uh, basically. Scoobert. They are the Dudleys. This yeah, is... Sco- Scoobert has a lot of uh, relatives, but out of, like, if I have to pick, I'm going to go with Scooby Dooby Dumb. Okay. okay. The yeah, next... This is like uh, this is a lot more Scooby Doo lore than I, I realized existed. Oh, oh you. <sighs> he is the I, John I... Cena of animation. Like, he has done yeah. everything. Um, but the next morning, uh, they're trying to convince Miss Richards about everything. And she says, You can't cancel WrestleMania. That's like canceling Christmas and my career at that. Which... What, which which was funny. It's especially prescient because we watched this movie for the first time pretty much months after COVID hit. It was like maybe May. So it was right after WrestleMania 2020 happened and it felt way too on the nose. The WrestleMania like... that nobody acknowledges because WWE re- recycled the intro footage next year. like. Yep. Um, it was this, we watched this literally as WWE did just that. They put on a WrestleMania against all odds to to an empty room <laughs> in the wake of a deadly pandemic. So it was extremely eerie timing the first time we watched the scene. And very much in WWE form, when the gang argues for the safety of the public that if there's a blackout, there could be public danger and people could be go crazy. Richards doesn't care about the public safety. Um, in other news, they're going to have uh, more non-test. Uh, they won't be doing COVID screening or anything, I think, in your house. Um, but then Cookie encourages the canceling of, he thinks it's the best thing to do. Cookie sort of says, I think we need to cancel WrestleMania to protect the people. Um, but not to not to worry, there's a plan to trap the bear. But then yep. WrestleMania is taking place during a storm. So, yes, now we are jumping a year ahead in WrestleMania history to WrestleMania 2021, but there is nobody in a poncho, sadly. Um, but, okay, I have to ask, aside from the WrestleMania ticket, there's a close-up of a WrestleMania ticket, how are we supposed to know this was WrestleMania? It is the same set 
and everything as the house show, there's not a WrestleMania where the only design is no, that's bullshit. Um, like well, last I mean, year, yeah, just like last year, they just had it at the PC. Save yeah, some money. I mean, and they told you through the exposition, Henry. They did, but I'm just saying, like, the, the animators could not have been given less time to make this, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Something just, so, like, they're not going to, they didn't get any assets extra. Yeah, so we're getting ready for WrestleMania. We see Bairds creeping around outside. Of course, our uh, our main event is Kane versus Scooby-Doo and Shaggy, who now have ring names, uh, Skinny Man and Dead Meat. Which, of course, <laughs> I don't have to tell you who's who. Uh, they're in the most hilarious, like, amateur wrestling gear. It reminded me a lot of when uh, Colin Jost and Michael Che were in WrestleMania that one year. Yep. Like, they even have the headgear and everything. Like, you just, they look like two people that are about to get their ass kicked. Um, but and the then, bigger, so, yeah. So, I, so just as, I was just to, just to set this up, you know, obviously this WrestleMania itself is really just a front to lure in the bear, uh, finally trap the ghost bear. Everyone's in position. You've got Triple H waiting outside. And, uh, you know, Vinnie Matt comes out to introduce WrestleMania, and we're, we're kind of off to the races. But not before the gang goes over everybody is there to do their own work. Because Fred's on the intercom going, Sin- um, are we good? Cena goes, Sin Cara's ready, and so am I. Because Sin Cara doesn't speak, remember? Um, and then Fred goes, Triple H. Triple H outside, again, in his man panties, ready out here. Um, no code or anything on. He's just in the rain because he's Triple between, H between two giant trucks. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. Triple H at WrestleMania, almost just like the Bad Bunny entrance at WrestleMania. He is near trucks. Um, but then, um, Vince comes out, yells, "Welcome to WrestleMania!" And mag- the giant glass WWE title chamber seems to be moving effortlessly or almost floating to the ring. Um, but the crowd is booing Shaggy and Scooby Doo. And I don't think this is the main event. I think this is just the opening match or the okay, dark match. Okay. Be also, and that's sort of because there's no exposition given to the crowd. Like they're just like, oh, this is the local jobbers that Kane's gonna beat up. Um, but then Cole, for some reason, has a spatula. Does anybody remember why Michael Cole has a spatula? No. I think he's like they're cooked, and he slams the uh, spatula. Yep, yep, I think that's it. Yeah. Either that, or to keep to keep uh, anyone from smashing his table again. Although it's not going to be very useful against the Big Show, but yeah, the the Kane the Kane um, Guinea Man Deadbeat match going about as well as you expect. He's chasing them around. They're trying to trying not to get killed. The, the referee gets uh, knocked out at one point, and uh, they eventually start investigating the belt case. As Henry said, we clearly see something's up, and um, they're trying to investigate if. We realize this belt might not be what it seems. So uh, I think da- I, I believe Velma points out that uh, it, it could be, it may be a fake. But we we need a magnet to test it out. Who happens to have a magnet? Sin Cara. Sin Cara. You you know why? Because luchadors are always ready for anything. And, <laughs> and John Cena helpfully exposites for us. Yeah. So and how did Sin Cara hear that he needed a magnet? Like Sin Cara, it turns out has like the best hearing like. He has sonar for hearing, basically. Like, it turns out, not only is he mute, he's also Daredevil. Like, <laughs> but, like, then once they prove to Miss um, Richards that the belt is not gold but iron because the belt is drawn to the magnet, um, this is when Kane and the boys jump underneath the ring and a bunch of dust flies out like nobody's cleaned under there in a while. But then... Um, Cena goes, I have an idea. When they figure out that the title belt 
they get it out and they look him back. The title is actually the EMP. And John has an idea and he grabs Shaggy and gives him the title and says, when I tell you to release this belt, he pulls Shaggy back and Velma looks at this whole situation very suspiciously, but then nods and smiles because Velma is judging the mathematical arc that Cena is t- planning to shoot them into the air. At least that's what I assume because, uh, um, but does that work? Uh, yeah. So the plan, of course, does not go the way they intended. Uh, you know, he slings Shaggy from the ropes, but Shaggy accidentally knocks into Scooby. Uh, the EMP goes off. The power goes out. All because the wrestlers... there's a power generator right underneath the ring. Because, of course, yep. that is where the power generator is in every building. In every building. Every building in real life that's ever been constructed. Um, kind of all the wrestlers come out. Their their fuses. They've got some emergency flame lighting. And Scooby and Kane, I think, are still going at it. In fact, I think it was, I don't know if it's Shaggy who says this, but he's like, it's just like the video game. And you actually see health bars appear. Uh, Scooby's trying to dodge Kane. So that whole chaos is happening. Meanwhile, it's madness outside the ring. Everyone's trying to get power back on. And I believe sooner than later, uh, the Ghost Bear himself arrives. He trashes Sin Cara Grande's memorial case, which is underneath a giant sign that says Honor. Um, and then the gang is prepared and they basically have their own version of the Olympic torch lighting. They've all got like sparklers to ready to set on the fuses. Mm-hmm. The Miz fumbles with his, but he snaps it onto the fuse just in time. And Broadus Clay says, Funkadelic. Because he has to. Um, but yeah, the so, so the bear is kind of wrecking shop, but we get a surprise assist from someone we haven't seen wrestle the whole movie. Who is it? Of course, the bone bender himself. Oh man, that name, that outfit—like <laughs> when I heard, when I first heard bone bender, I I—that's not where my mind went. My mind went to some Rule Thirty Four shit, but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. neither here nor there. Then it went to um, Denzel Washington's The Bone Collector, and it made me think serial killer. Um, I got none of that. I got a a poorly designed uh ring ring attire. And, uh, but Rudy, Ruby was doing his thing. He was proving his worth as a wrestler. See, Cookie, I can do it. I can wrestle. Like, good for you, Cookie. Not good for that ring attire. Uh, I, I, I just, it, it was horrible. But Scooby proves his wrestling acumen by dancing around Kane, repeating the moves that he learned. And for the next time JR says wrestling is ballet, remind him the ballet screws up people's feet and is a very strenuous physical activity, as Scooby proved in this movie. Ballet is tough. But then the bear fights the gang. Triple H has Sergeant Slaughter and um, Jerry Lawler hit the generators. And it's all the pomp and circumstance of a regular Triple Mania entrance. Fred Mm -hmm. somehow hacked into the system, triggers the remote door locks that shut everybody in so that everybody's now a captive. Not great PR. Um, But then it's Bonebender versus Vicious, Bones and all. And somebody yells, is that a bear? And then another person yells, is that Ruben? And then, I mean, Kane versus... And then Ruben doesn't really get the job done. He's still training. He's still getting his stuff together. But then now we get the dream match that we've all waited for. Kane versus Vicious in a cage. Monster versus monster. 
And like, and, and yep. Michael Cole is like, how, how can we, we still, he says something about being excited to watch this supernatural battle. I'm like, really, Michael? Like, where was Coach when we needed him? Where was, where was JR? And, anyone, anyone besides Michael Cole for this? I think they didn't, I think they might have, Mike might have been right to something. I think Mike was onto something. I think they just reused Cole's dialogue from like, a 2k game and then had him record three extra lines to match it about like 100%. the character names um but then uh cole yells who will survive this paranormal paranormal yeah who will survive this paranormal pandemonium never let anybody tell you that michael cole's job isn't hard um mm -hmm. cena goes through the five knuckle shuffle we think he wins but the bear pops back up because the bear is no selling john cena what does this world come to <laughs> <laughs> Scooby wakes up Kane, fire from the turnbuckles, and they're fighting and fighting, and John yells, Scooby-Doo, it's up to you! Scooby from the top rope, 360 moonsault, and the most overplayed but rarely played moment in WWE, the ring collapse spot. Everything goes everywhere. Velma yells, this is awesome! It's a, she's such a mark already. She knows she knows the lingo. And then that's basically kind of it because they've now got the bear captured. We go over to do the reveal as as is tradition in Scooby Doo. And uh who's underneath the bear mask? Oh, gasp horrors. It's not the niece like I thought it was. It was Cookie. It was Cookie because he was bitter because he didn't get his shot and he would never be champion and he was forced to train other people to be champions while he himself would never get it and denied his nephew the opportunity to become a champion in his own right. So he decided that he would destroy the thing that he once loved or so Velma uh, hypothesized. WWE was his life, but injury led to resentment and revenge. My and favorite, my, my favorite detail here, I just want to chime in quickly is that he's, this goes so deep that he literally like, programmed the game and created the contest like this was this was there were some layers to this stuff and like, he basically created this game to lead them to where they were now but he had sent fake emails are the words that velma uses he's cookie sent fake emails inside the wwe to create the um like because when they asked richards earlier about this um marketing stunt to get this wonka-esque ticket to wwe world um, you know, she says, oh, those little guys in marketing or publicity made up. And it turns out it was Cookie who created this giveaway and he for and he pretended to be somebody else. So, I mean, Paul Wagon still probably would have sold, seen through those emails, but you never know. <laughs> um, these are jokes for the seven people who will get them. Um, but then Vince goes, because Vince cares about one thing and one thing only, but where's the belt? And Velma goes, elementary, my dear Mr. McMahon. And Cookie's been wearing the belt all along. Not sure why that's elementary, but okay. And then mm -hmm. Vince says something that Vince has proven is not right. Sorry, Cookie, but the championship belt isn't for cheaters. It's for champions. And I'm pretty sure but most of the times Vince was involved with the title, he was helping somebody cheat. Like, eh. Yeah, very out of character. But we get the I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids spot from Cookie. And I... I was disappointed that no one jumped on the pun. This is the way the cookie crumbles. Oh, like, oh yeah. What the hell? Damn. I, 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 
I was very disappointed. I was waiting for that with the can laughing. The <laughs> yeah, that's that's. It was right there. The writing team. Yeah. Um, Brodus Clay goes, "You got the funk, son." And uh, much like another WWE movie that's on Netflix, uh, the movie ends with uh, the noble and generous WWE because Ruben gets a contract to do whatever he wants, either work in computing or wrestling. Because the dream of employment from WWE is the ultimate word all along. Because independent contractors who can't do their own Twitch streams, really, that's great. Um, but Vince also does something that I don't believe either. He believes he knows who the true champions are who deserve the title belt. And Vince puts the title on Shaggy and Scooby? So Shaggy and Scooby are theoretically the WWE champions together, a tandem. Uh, the pro the first ever uh, first ever dual champions to hold a single belt. I mean, wearing wearing a belt that, according to Velma, could have supported Cookie in his criminal aspirations for the rest of his life, thanks to all the diamonds in it. Wow, golden jewels as well, golden jewels, um, language. Um, but then, uh, <laughs> Kane even offers them a handshake and a well done. Um. But then everybody now then chants Scooby Doo, including Vince McMahon. And again, I draw the line somewhere. Vince McMahon would never chant the name Scooby Doo. That's not how this works. Um, yep. And that's the end of the movie. We're rolling credits. I've got the movie playing on my tablet right here. But as I said earlier, it's time to play a little Where Are They Now? Um, the Miz and Triple H are still with the company. Santino Morella was forced to end his wrestling career due to a neck injury in 2014, and I believe is currently an agent at Impact Wrestling. He did have a quick uh, appearance, I think, in the Royal Rumble 2020 as uh, Santina. Santina right? in the Women's Royal yep. Rumble, because WWE yep. loves to show its own ass. Um, yep. AJ Lee would retire shortly after her uh, husband, CM Punk, left the WWE. Um she stated that permanent damage to her cervical spine was the reason and to, uh, and, and the fulfillment of her goals led to the decision, but the strained relationship she had with the company due to uh, her husband's actions must have played a role. She went on to write a best-selling memoir, Crazy is My Superpower. Bruce Clay was let go in a 2014 annual firing batch, which also included Camacho, Kurt Hawkins, Evan Bourne, Yoshitatsu, Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre, Oksana, Teddy Long, and JTG. Um, Wait, Henry, can you tell me? Can you tell me what Brodus Clay is doing now? Well, he would later go on to be fired again from a Fox Nation show after ah. sending a series of unwanted sexual text messages to co-host Britt McHenry. Oh, I didn't know God. that. Oh my God! I thought I was. Oh, I was. I know. That. I thought. I thought, the, I thought the bit was just that he he works for Fox Nation. Oh no! He no. still got a, he, he got a show later on. I don't know how. Um, remember, this is Fox we're talking about here. Wow. Um, what? I would see him in the commercials all the time for Fox Nation when watching SmackDown. SmackDown's on Fox. I, I was not aware of this newer development, but it, it adds up. Yeah. Um, hey, Sin Cara was... That's not funky at all. Nope. And that's sort of why I was like, yeah, uh, seeing him in such a good light. Um, no. Uh, Sin Cara, now who goes by the name Cinta. Uh, C-I-N-T-A, De Oro, um, was actually released from his contract by request. A rare thing in this company, even though they're independent contractors. Um, his new name translates to Golden Ribbon. Um, 
And then, of course, Alberto Del Rio is a giant scumbag who may be wrestling uh, uh, Andrade El Idolo in the near future, as was once reported, um, which really nobody wants, uh, except for Andr except for Del Rio, I guess. Um, I know people who live stream Lucha Underground and put booing sound effects whenever he comes on screen. Um, but that was uh, Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery. And as we do in this show, we rate the films on a scale of um, knuckles out of five. And um, <laughs> Cherie, for the record, the movie, other movie on this list that you have seen, Legendary, earned a 1.5 knuckles out of five. Aww. I like that movie. I thought that was at least a, a full two knuckles. It might get up to, it might get rounded up. We're going to see, like, I think we're going to, one of my ideas is, Eventually, we look back over the list and we see was it's the whole gimmick from YouTubers where they do the S tier rankings and everything. And you go, wait, is this better than that? Is this better than that? And I think we might because we don't have a two yet. It might get the two spot. There is um, I have one. I have one possibility of what might get the two. But I do think um, you. I mean, in order to know what a two is, it's we'll find out. But. Where would you give Scooby-Doo WrestleMania mystery? This is a one-knuckle shuffle. Well, it, it, like, I, I, there are better, just in the grand scheme of things, there are better Scooby-Doo movies. There are better um, cartoon WWE movies that I've seen, John Cena or no. Um, there were a couple of plot holes that, it, like, typically I would turn my brain off for, but I just could not. Um, Baird. Why, where was Baird at the end of the movie? Why was he around? His involvement was... Well, well, Baird is that is the red herring. And yeah. speaking of red herring, that that show that I have bungled on that you need to watch, a pup named Scooby Doo, one of the best Scooby Doo. Um, it, I've actually um, seen that. Yeah, yeah, it that. was good. But um, he's the red herring, like get off my lawn, like creepy neighbor that you see in Scooby Doo um, shows and horror movies. Um, I I I just. And the voice work, like, I I found it hard to believe that the actual wrestlers were doing what little voice work that they did. Everyone except The Miz sounded like themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Cena pretty much sounded like himself, but I don't know. Animated John Cena looks so not like Weird. John Cena. Like, that's... I don't know. The only yeah. thing I, That's my only problem with it was just the John Cena animation looks just like they took a Ken doll and they put armbands on it. Like, it... But, I'm... I think we, we should do is we're going to do an average of our three scores. And to be honest, I'm going... Because what is this movie trying to be? This movie's trying to be a corny, like, campy um, audience... What's the... Fan service. This is mm -hmm. trying to be fan service, and the Miz and Boxers, um, like AJ being AJ, like I, it for what was the time, I'm actually gonna go four. I'm gonna give yeah. it a four. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 in a similar boat to you, Henry. Uh, I would say yeah, I would say at least a three three point five, but probably a four for me. Because again, it 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 set it does exactly what it set sets out to be. It's a silly children's movie. It's goofy. It's funny. It, it genuinely made me laugh at times. There's you know it, it has a degree of wholesomeness to it. It's got that baseline level of quality just for being Scooby Doo um, compared to some other animated stuff, including some stuff we might see later on. 
but it's I don't know. Yeah, I, I just really enjoyed this movie. It's it's mercifully short. It doesn't it respects your time because it's made for kids. And I... honestly, it's it's the only film in this whole collection, at least so far. There's some we I haven't seen. It's the only film in this series so far where John Cena stops a boulder with his bare hands and his theme song starts playing. So that alone would make it a five out of five. But I'm going to be a little more fair and probably go four. I think the part of the reason why Mike and I are rating this so high is we watched the reunion for the second time. And the reunion is the abs is the abject drizzling shits of John Cena movies. Um, it has Ethan Embry and one minute of Amy smart and it is bad. Sheree. The reunion is like if this, if this movie had no jokes, like it has all the ingredients to be funny, but they just don't use any of them. Yeah. And so, there's a giant lie that it, the movie entirely revolves around like the ending. Like, oh no, you were lied to. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So right so, now, again, I, my closing statement is: I love this movie. I think it's goofy and silly, exactly what it needs to be. It's for a Scooby Doo movie with John Cena. I got what I came for, and uh, you should all watch it. Um, unfortunately, I, I we reached out to one Malcolm Bivens, who is an expert about Scooby Doo movie, uh, Scooby Doo WrestleMania mystery. Mister Bivens did not respond with a statement in time. Um, he has an open invitation to be on the show. Um, an open invitation to do anything he wants. Um, but unfortunately he is too busy with Bivens Enterprises. And on that note, Cherie, you have a very busy life to get back to. Where can the good people find your hard work? Um, as always, Laptop Mag, um, where myself and my hardworking, dedicated, incredible, uh, staff who are the future of tech journalism, um, toil five days a week, maybe six days, depending on embargoes. <laughs> um, um, on everything from laptops to VR headsets to gaming. And speaking of which, E3 is this weekend. So just come to uh, Laptop and, of course, my sister's site, Tom's Guide, for all coverage on all the goings on. Wait, E3 is this weekend? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not is. gonna. I'll I'll read about it on Tom's Guide or laptop or or maybe CNN underscore. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, all of that. But um, it was a joy to have you as always, Sheree. Um, we can't wait to hang out with you. Hopefully, um, in Las Vegas because the rumor has it that John Cena will be wrestling the head of the table, the tribal chief himself, Roman Reigns, at oh. some, sorry at SummerSlam, not WrestleMania. That is the rumored match for what they want. Um, if we get to see if we get to see John Cena live in person. I feel like we got to do an emergency episode on the spot. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, no. Absolutely. Um, that's um, I will bring the equipment for the hotel. Like, um, that's a yeah. that's a given. Um, but the other thing is, uh, because they want to treat. I said WrestleMania because reportedly they want to make this the WrestleMania of this year, and that might be why we get Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. That might oh. be why we get the Bellas coming out of retirement. Um, I would assume they're going to fight Tamina and Natalia for the tag titles. Um, but so we might have a very interesting, uh, SummerSlam to look forward to in Las Vegas. Um, I am planning on getting tickets for that when those go on sale. Um, but next time, ladies and germs and non-binary pals, uh, Cena Files will be covering the Flintstones and WWE Stone Age Smackdown. Stay tuned for that. I believe it will be our normal Saturday 1 p.m. time slot. Uh, John Cena in this film, in a very big stretch, plays a character named John Cena Stone. 
no relation. This is where he, really, this is where he really, he starts doing some more uh, abstract character work and starts getting out of, out of his box, which I'm very excited to uh, to watch. Uh, this movie also has, I believe, one Phil Brooks in it um, and many other WWE superstars. Um, um, I when I was looking at the photos, I was like, "Is Chad Gable just Barney Rubble?" Oh. Not insulting to Chad Gable, but, like, Barney's a likable, respectable guy. I'm wondering if they're separated at birth. That's just my opinion, man. Um, But with no further ado, we will let you get back to your busy lives, everybody. See you next time. Or can't see you next time because you can stream him. But should you? (laughs) 